Welcome to Liberate Your People Pleaser. You might be a people pleaser if you tend to feel guilty when you do actually have the nerve to say no, if you tend to prioritize other people's wants and needs, even at your own expense, you tend to keep your mouth shut and not rock the boat, and you feel like it's never your turn. Well, I am here to tell you that it is your turn now and you are in the right place at the right time being exactly who you are because there's nothing wrong with you. People pleasing is just a habit that we get into to cope with various things that at one time in our life were way too stressful to deal with. And so much like a class clown will learn to tell jokes, we learn to please other people. And I say we because I have been there. So I am here in this podcast every week as your guide to an inner journey of liberation. Join me for this next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Welcome to this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I hope you're excited about today's topic. I am. What happens when we say no to our own boundaries? Now, you may be thinking, what the hell, Brenda? I don't have any boundaries to say no to. Well, that's the point. So whether you make a boundary and don't hold it or can't seem to hold it, or you don't make any boundaries, you are saying no to yourself. And that's what I want you to really just breathe in for a moment. You're saying no to yourself. You're saying no to your own needs. You're saying no to your own desires, your own creative energies. And maybe it's not a complete and utter no, right? Like right away, our mind is trying to argue with the points that I'm making, I'm sure, because that's what our minds do. I just spent the weekend in a really powerful uh, retreat working on my own spiritual and emotional growth. And it just amazed me again, even though I think of myself primarily as a mindset coach, I shouldn't say that. I think of myself as a mindset coach. That's one of my huge tools, but there's a lot of other things I have in my toolbox. Anyway, I'm always astounded at how quickly my mind will hop in to justify or rationalize or say, well, that's not that important for me, or I can do, you know, whatever. So Think about the energy that you use. Like, even if you just were to think, like, start tomorrow, um, or you could start today and make a list of the things you're doing for other people. Everything. I mean, the socks you pick up off the floor, the laundry you do that includes somebody else's, the um, birthday card you remember or put on your to-do list to go get for one of your family members or, you know, your spouse or your kids or whatever, a teacher's gift, you're going to go get, you're going to stop and pick up something for one of your kids' project. Like there's a million things we do every day on someone else's behalf. And some of them are absolutely, totally great. And we do them because we're the mom or we're the spouse or we're the lover or we're the worker or, you know, whatever. We're a coach and we record podcasts, whatever it is, that's okay. But notice how much energy and time you're putting out on other people's behalf 
because that time is not going out on your behalf. And of course, you don't want your whole life to be all about you, right? We all want to be generous. That's why we're people pleasers. We love helping other people. We get a lot of pleasure out of doing for others and in service. And there's nothing wrong with that. But again, we're talking about how do we balance what we're giving to ourselves and what we're giving to others. Because I will tell you, if you have any sort of overwhelm or exhaustion or anything like that, it's because you are doing too much for others and not enough for yourself. So you're either not setting a boundary to say no in some way, shape or form, or you're not holding to it. You've said like, when my kids were home, you know, keep in mind, remember I had four kids and they were all within seven years. So everybody's a teenager all at the same time. They were all babies at the same time too. But anyway, as teenagers, it was a problem with all those projects and I'd come home from work. Of course, I'm a single mom, not of course, but I was a single mom and I would come home from work and I'm tired. I've had a long day. And then one of the kids would chime in with, oh, by the way, I've got a project. I need some poster board. It's always the poster board, right? Or we ran out of glue or whatever it is they need for their project. And I'm like, well, you know, you knew that the minute you got out of school, you could have called me in those days. We weren't texting much um, back in the 90s when my kids were teenagers. Uh, But you could have called me and told me and I could have stopped on my way home. But now I'm home and I need to get dinner for us. And I don't want to go out to the store again. You know, so it's that kind of thing. So I set up a boundary with my kids where a couple things around homework, where if they needed supplies, they had to tell me before I left work so I could stop on my way home. And I was not under any circumstance, even if it meant, you know, a bad grade, going to go out after I got home to get supplies for a project. If they had projects they procrastinated on because all of mine did. They could stay up all night as long as they were quiet and work on their project, but they had to go to school the next morning. Then they couldn't say, you know, they were too tired or sick or whatever. I don't care what you're going to school, Uh, you know, and a, a few little rules like that, that I had for my kids who were big procrastinators. So those were the boundaries I had so that I didn't end up overextending my energy towards my kids and didn't have any left for myself. So whenever we're feeling overwhelmed or exhausted, any of those kinds of anything in that realm, or just that feeling of, I wish it was my turn. I have so many clients that start working with me that somewhere in, as I'm doing my kind of intake questions and things like that, it will come out in one way, shape or form that they want it to be their turn. And that's because they're always giving to others, usually first, and taking just whatever's left over for themselves. So the client that is an artist, she's not an artist by profession, but she loves creating art. It's very therapeutic for her. It's very healing. It's it's a great way for her to relax. All these great qualities for her in doing art. Maybe for you, it's taking a walk or going to the gym or being being able to cooking, you know, cooking for fun, not cooking because you have to. But I love one of the reasons I love cooking is because it's like this process I can absorb myself in. And so it can be very relaxing to me as long as I'm not rushed and I have everything I need, you know, but Whatever that is for you that feels nurturing to you, gets those creative juices flowing, feeds you in some way, right? Feeding ourselves 
not, not literally, even though I was talking about cooking, but feeding our souls, feeding ourselves emotionally, spiritually, and physically doesn't always mean zoning out or going to the spa or having a weekend alone. Like those things are great, but you have to have a steady dose of those things going throughout your week or you're still going to burn out. Like we just can't save all our relaxation for one week or two weeks of vacation once a year, right? We have to find ways to insert it in our everyday life. And so every time you either don't set the boundary to begin with and allow yourself to get burned out, get overused, or you set the boundary, but then if the kids or the spouse or the boss or the coworker or the BFF, whoever it is, doesn't remember it, doesn't respect it, whatever it is, and you don't reinforce it, then you're going to have that. I, I also often think of it as an energy leak. It's like you have this certain amount of energy, we all do. And whatever we give our energy to, right, it kind of, in this metaphor, it's like, um, having a little leak in the, in our beach ball, there's like a pinprick. Well, some of those things that we do also bring us joy. And so that refills the beach ball. But when all it is, is the hole in the beach ball, because we're doing something we don't really want to do. We're doing something out of obligation. We're doing something because in some way, shape or form, we think we have to, that's what good daughters do. That's what good husbands do. That's what good workers do. That's what good community activists do. They, you know, keep going that whatever our rationale is again, the mind, then those holes get bigger and bigger, or there get to be more and more of them. And pretty soon you're deflated. When you do things that bring you joy, that replenish your sense of rest, your physical body being able to rest then that blows back up your beach ball. So here's my question. Are you brave enough to ask yourself, how am I saying no to myself? It's much easier to blame our kids, our spouse, our job, our whatever, that, you know, they're just too demanding. They expect too much. Like, doesn't he know I can't keep doing that? Well, when you say I'm not going to keep doing that and you don't do that, that's how he knows. (laughs) And it would be nice if everybody read our minds or they could look at us and go, oh, I bet she doesn't need to do that. Oh, I bet she's had enough today. Oh, I bet, you know, whatever that would take care of your need. But at the end of the day, it's 100% our job to take care of ourselves. And when that means I need to ask for something I need, then that's what it means. So we can go into that request with confidence, knowing that we need it and expecting the other person to respect it, you know, do it. I mean, we can't, this doesn't mean we can just start bossing everybody around and everybody has to do what we say, but there's this asking for what you need or setting the boundary of, you know, I have to leave work by five 30 today or every day or whatever. And you've had that conversation with your supervisor, if that's the case, or maybe you're self-employed and it's a self, you know, you're, you're, you're the boss of you, but that doesn't mean you leave at five 30, right? You, so we have to set those boundaries. We have to honor our own boundaries because otherwise when we say no, there is a personal price we pay. And of course, I'm not saying this to get you into a super rigid, 
you know, I set this boundary and it always works 100% of the time. No, because that's not life. Okay. Life is a little messier than that. And that's okay. The occasional no will not deplete you. The occasional not setting a boundary, the occasional letting your boundary slide and going over the top, you know, doing something sort of above and beyond for someone, the occasional doing of that is not going to burn you out. You're not going to feel resentful. You're not going to feel overwhelmed. You're not going to feel like you're not getting your turn. It's the repetition of it. When we feel resentful, when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel like we're not getting our turn, it's because that's happening over and over and over. And it stops with us. It stops with us saying yes to what we need and what we want out of our lives. And then protecting that as if it's our own little child, which is in a way it is, it's like protecting your inner child and saying, no, I love myself too much to not honor where I need to have my boundaries. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I'd love to hear what is like the hardest kind of boundary for you to stick with. Like, are you just a sucker for a whiny kid? Uh, They can be very persuasive or, you know, a spouse that whatever, when they come home with this story or whatever, you just can't help yourself, so to speak. I would love to hear what that is for you. And uh, if you want, you know, a little coaching, a little idea, another way to say it, maybe, or, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe you've been trying, you've been, you think you've been setting a boundary and it's not working. So maybe you want to play with a different way to word it. So maybe the person understands it better or something like that. Um, so lay your boundary problems on me, folks. Put it in the comments, put it in you know social media, wherever you're seeing this or linking to it. DM me, whatever you want to do. Uh, go to the show notes and email me. I'm easy to find and easy to connect with. And I always love hearing from you. So Thank you for joining me for this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Here's my invitation to you. Keep loving yourself enough to stay on this inner journey of liberation. And the good news is you don't have to do it alone. None of us do. So I hope you will continue to connect with me. I would love to have you post a five-star review on whatever podcast outlet you listen to the episode on today. New episodes come out every week. You can find me on Instagram at Brenda Florida Coach, on Clubhouse as B Florida. You can click the link in the show notes for my free resources and other information. And last but not least, you can book a connection call with me and we can explore whether or not now might be the right time and whether or not I am the right coach for you to help you on your journey of liberation. I can't wait to connect with you.